Well, good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Janice M. and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today is Monday. It's August 1st, 2016. Today we're reading from the big book, Chapter 6, Into Action. And we're going to begin on page 85, at the very last paragraph, Step 11, Suggestion, Prayer, and Meditation. Now today's readers are for the 12 Steps of OA, Esther F., for the 12 Traditions of OA, Anne-Marie D. Now, our readers for the text today will be Carrie P., Chelsea H., and Santa H. The reference number for yesterday, Sunday, July 31st, 2016, special edition at 8.30 a.m. is 8962. That's 89.62. Our OA preamble, OA Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read OA's 12 Steps. Good morning. This is Esther F. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland. The 12 Steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our life had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and made and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 
and 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. And thank you, Esther F. I will now ask Anne-Marie D. to please read OA's 12 Traditions. Anne-Marie D. Hi, uh, this is Anne-Marie M. in South Carolina. Oh, <laughs> That's okay. Love you, Jim. Um, uh, compulsive overeater. Thank you. The 12 Traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each AA, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Let's problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to praise principles before personalities. Thank you. And thank you so much, Anne-Marie M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Okay, today we resume our study in the big book. On page 85, um, we're going to read the last paragraph on page 85 and the next paragraph on page 86. So that's two paragraphs and we're going to comment on both. And I will now ask Carrie T. to please start reading. 
Good morning, Janice. Good morning, all. This is Terry P., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. We shouldn't be shy on this matter of prayer. Better men than we are using it constantly. It works if we have the proper attitude and work at it. It would be easy to be vague about this matter, yet we believe we can make definite and valuable suggestions. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. Were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do we owe an apology? Have we kept something to ourselves which we should be dis- which should be discussed with another person at once? Were we kind and loving toward all? What could we have done better? Were we thinking of ourselves most of the time, or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? But we must be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness to others. After making our review, we ask God's forgiveness and inquire what corrective measures should be taken. And this is Carrie P., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. And prayer and meditation. I have um, <laughs> I have a situation going on right now in my life that involves my 16-year-old daughter. And she's working for somebody for free, and I'm getting a resentment. And, um, you know, I had to talk about this with a sponsor and um, I was told to pray and meditate on it. And my first prayer and meditation on it, I came back with, it's none of my business. And I got laughed at and told, oh, yes, it is, that, you know, this has to be um, addressed. So I was told to write it out, and I wrote it out, and my write-out was like bullets, you know, all my points were down, but it was, a, you know, what I had written. If I were to read that to somebody, I would totally be on the attack. So we sat down together and we rewrote this, and we massaged the language so that it wasn't, I'm not attacking the person I need to address. This makes me, you know, my 16-year-old got in the car the other day, and I was hoping she would say she quits. She, that she wanted to quit because then I wouldn't have to do my work. You know, I am this girl's advocate and I have to present something I'm totally uncomfortable with. I'm afraid I'll, you know, I'll lose something for her. So I've just had to get really quiet and talk to God and work on the language so that I can address this when the appropriate time, and I can't let much more time go by before it's addressed because this happened like a week ago. So I, I carry around, I also carry around three by five cards with, you know, resentment, uh, self-centered, self-absorbed, afraid, and, and uh, resentful, selfish, dishonest, and afraid so that when something jams me up, I can write it out right away. And if I turn it over to my higher power and I don't get any kind of resolution, I know to pick up the phone and talk to somebody else about it. So I really like this step. I find uh, 
you know, living these steps, you know, incorporating them into my life. I, I say they're like push-ups. The more I do them, the better I get at them. And I just want it so that this is my second nature. So I just keep working on it day to day. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Carrie P. Okay, we're going to open up the meeting, and we're going to take plenty of time. So, you know, we're not going anywhere. So who would be who would like to uh, share a comment on two paragraphs here? This is Ben. Can I share? I hear Ben. I hear Tina S. Yeah, and I hear Monica. And whom else would like to share? Amanda R. And Amanda R. Larry? Okay, let's. Who was that? Larry. Larry. Larry K. Okay, let's go with that group. It sounds good. Five is good. Bella. Bella G. It's your turn. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Bella G. And I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. Wow, such powerful, wonderful paragraphs. When we retire at night, it's, it's such a wonderful hope because it's the end and it's a beginning at one time. It's the end of one day that we have the time for ourselves to to meet ourselves, you know, the whole day we were busy, we did some things, we didn't have the right opportunity to think, and it's okay, most probably we did mistakes, most probably we had some resentments, and, you know, it's the day, the daily the daily routine that we are not robots, we are people, and we have our character defect. And it's a hope because it's the time to meet ourselves without fear, without anger, and just to review our day and to forgive, to forgive ourselves and to forgive to others. And yes, we have the tools to forgive because we can do step 10, and it's okay. It doesn't mean that we are bad people, that we are not smart people. It means that we are human, we are not perfect, and here we have a hope. We have the opportunity to start tomorrow. Now we are going to sleep. It's at night. We, you know, we, we finish our day, and we have a hope to start tomorrow a new beginning, a new life. It's a new day. What happened yesterday, it's the past. What happened during the day, it's the past. We don't have to continue and to carry on the resentment, the mistakes, the anger, the fear. It's a hope. Yes, whatever we did, now we have a new opportunity to change our beliefs, to change our behavior. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you so much. Okay, Bella. Tina S., it's your turn. Thanks, Janice. Tina S., compulsive mm-hmm. eater, anorexic uh, in Florida. Thanks so much for your service. Uh, uh, I'm really, really grateful that this says step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. And then it gives me the instructions. It says, yet we believe we can make some definite and valuable, valuable suggestions. Because, you know, for a long time I thought I knew how to pray. I thought I knew how to do all this kind of stuff. And, and that just wasn't the truth. That was my pride, thinking, oh, I've got to know, I've got to know, I've got to know. Uh, but the good news about this is it gives me exact exact instructions on what to do, you know, 
for every part of the day. And you know, right here we're talking about um, when we retire at night. And and I have to say this, and I say this for me more than anybody that you know this is totally different than the ten step inventory. You know, I do that any time of the day. If I wait till night, I'm screwed. So you know, when I get here at night and I constructively review my day, and I like that it says constructively doesn't say I beat myself up because if I'm doing that, then I'm just in self-pity, you know. Um, and it, and then it gives me these questions to answer. And what I can tell you is, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything, you know. I've been in program for a long time, and I've been, I'm an AA and OA, but I didn't I didn't do this stuff the way that it's written out in the big book for a long time, you know. And when I started to is when I started to get the benefits. You know, when I when I ask myself these questions, and I like what was shared, I think it was on Friday. Somebody said, you know, some days I just check yes, no. And I do that, too, because I have this on my iPad, so I kind of, you know, forward it to a sponsor. And, and if I go through each question and answer it honestly is when the, I feel my heart feels good, my soul feels good. And, and even if I don't do things right, at least I'm, I'm, take, I'm, I'm doing these questions, and, I, and I'm asking God to show me a better way. And, uh, you know, I know I'm rambling. But with that, I'll pass. Some great stuff here. Thanks. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Tina S. Monica T., it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning, Janice. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So step 11, what's our principle here is spiritual awareness for step 11 suggests prayer and meditation. I was told prayer is talking, talking to my higher power, my friend, my buddy. And meditation was listening. And you know what? Monica doesn't like to listen. And for many, many years, I did not have anything to do with this meditation stuff here. This, um, I just couldn't, I just, just, I don't know, there was a block there. But anyway, along the way, with another study, it was, it was said to me, why don't you just start with one minute of listening and see what you hear? One minute. And I thought, you know what, I can do that. And they said, okay, you do that one minute for 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, you've got a meditation practice. Well, that sounded good to me, so that's what I started with. And um, that was a great beginning. When we retire... We constructively review our day. I want you to notice there, it doesn't say judge. doesn't say beat yourself up. It says we constructively review our day. All right. I have been doing my step 10 throughout the day as needed when resentments come up and fears come up or I'm dishonest. So my house should be clean. But I'm going to do a general review here in the evening. Is there anything I have missed? Do I owe an apology? Have I hurt anybody that I didn't make an amends to today while I was doing step 10s? You know, the purpose of of this review at night is to look back over my shoulder and see how my day went and to plan my goal or corrective measure for the next day. It's not about beating myself up, you know. Be careful not to drift into worry, remorse, or morbid reflection, for that would diminish our usefulness. Again, it's telling me this is not about judging myself or beating myself up. It's, like, it's more like, you know, okay, Monica, you were a little impatient with Mr. T there today. All right, mm-hmm. let's work on tomorrow having more patience. There's my goal. There's my plan for the next day. You know, what could we have done better? You know, Bill knows us. He's always trying to get us to stretch, you know, to keep working at this stuff. 
where we think of ourselves most of the time. You know, that's our natural inclinations. But in this program, I'm taught over and over and over again to be a help. Get out of myself and help somebody else. And so I just wanted to say that, you know, this is a constructive review. And you should have already been taking care of cleaning your house with Step 10 throughout the day. And this is to set up your goals for the next day. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Monica T. Okay. Um, Amanda, R., it's your turn. Good morning. This is Amanda R. I'm a recovered compulsive eater from Maine. And there were a couple sentences in this second paragraph that when I started doing um, nightly step 11s, it really kind of confused me. Uh, so I'm just going to pass along uh, the answers my sponsor gave me when I asked her what exactly <laughs> they were talking about, these sentences. One was, have I kept something, have we kept something to ourselves that should be discussed with another person at once? Um, that doesn't mean, I mean, this is in the, in the context of the 12 steps. So this doesn't mean um, that I should call my best friend and tell her how stressed out I am about how um, somebody treated me today. It means, do I need to do a 10th step? So um, that, that helped me. And often I do catch 10th steps. As I do my nightly 11th step, I realize, oh, yeah, that a 10th step would have been very helpful in this, um, had I done it at that time. But it's not too late. It's never too late. I'm still irritable, restless, and discontent, so I will, you know, pull out a note card and do a 10th step on that and go through the process of the 10th step. Uh, the other part, which confused me perhaps a little bit more, was down further. Um, were we thinking of ourselves most of the time, or were, we, or were we thinking of what we could do for others, of what we could pack into the stream of life? Now, I was confused because if I'm thinking of what I can pack into the stream of life, like if I'm trying to get my day more and more and more busy, I'm pretty much not thinking of what I can do for others. So that sentence just really didn't make a whole lot of sense to me until um, I asked my sponsor, and she said, it's like packing fish into a stream. Like there's a stream near me that has... um, a fish hatchery because the salmon population is low. So they hatch a whole bunch of little baby salmon in the in the spring and pack them into the stream so other people can catch them. And that's kind of the meaning of this, that am I trying my best to make life more beneficial for others? Am I seeing what I can contribute to life so that helps others? Not just... <laughs> Am I seeing how many more errands I can fit in and how many things I can check off my to-do list? And um, those those helped me a lot. Thank you to my sponsor, and thank you, everybody. I'll pass. And thank you so much, Amanda R. Okay, Larry K., it is your turn. Good morning, Janice. Larry K., uh, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. Um, you know, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a evening person. Um, I never have been. I'm a morning guy. Um, I, I can't constructively review anything 
late at night or, you know, at the end of my day, like yesterday. So I, I get in the habit, but I do need to constructively review, um, and I do that a lot of times early in the morning just because my, my thinking is, you know, there's a clarity uh, for me. So, you know, that's just, just sharing with you. And I, I do constructively review my day, and I'll give you an example of how this goes. Um, so last night I went to go see a play. My daughter was in a play. She's in the Big Fish, the musical. And um, it was a smaller kind of, they call it black box theater, smaller theater company. And um, I watched, and I was seated next to, it was very close seating. Um, and I was seated next to someone. My mom was on my right side, and on my left side was a very obese woman. Um, I could be very judgmental in my mind. Now, I didn't say anything to her, obviously. I'm very compassionate. And, you know, look, we're in Overeaters Anonymous. You know, um, I, I know what that feels like to be a bigger person. But when I review my day, i got to be rigorously honest with myself, it was very judgmental in my thinking. I was, I was a bit irritated that I had to share that space. Um, these are the types of things that, see, because when I'm, so why am I reviewing why am I reviewing even my thinking, my prevailing thinking? Uh, because I can be blocked off from, from my higher power. And I need to bring in my higher power. This is a spiritual program. That's what makes this distinct. If I'm going this alone, that's what I used to do. I don't do that anymore. God, you know, I was feeling irritated with this person yesterday. You know, um, bless her. I don't know who she is. Bless her. Change me. Change my thinking. Because I know when my thinking is self-centered and my thinking is judgmental and intolerant, I'm blocked off from God and I can be of no use to God and to you when, that, when my thinking is like that. See, I know that today. How do I know that? This program, working these steps, has given me insight where I'm unblocked, and by being unblocked, I see those things that I didn't see before. So, um, you know, wrapping up, we maintain conscious contact with God. You know, we have to have a mechanism in place in which to maintain conscious contact, and a review is one of those ways, but I better remember to bring in God into this, uh, the, the higher power of my own understanding. Otherwise, it's Larry driving the, driving the boat, and, you know, we know how that ends. Not good. Not good. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. <clears throat> Thank you, Larry Kay. Okay, who else would like to comment on these two paragraphs? I'd like to share oh, Janice. Thing. Is that Vasa? Yes, it is. Hi, good morning, Vasa. Oh, and who else? Melissa C. Yes, Melissa C. And who else? Kimber- Kimberly L. Kimberly. Uh, Nancy. Nancy oh. R. Kimberly L. And Nancy R. We can take one more. Amy. Amy G. Oh, good dog. Amy G. Okay, let's go begin with Vasa O, please. Vasa, it's your turn. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Janice, for your service. And I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive over here. calling from Foxborough, Massachusetts, and prayer, step 11 prayer and meditation. And it is, uh, for me, talking to God, and then meditation is to hear what God has to say to me. And I do that often, especially when I walk, you know. Um, that's when I do my meditation the best, you know. I'm a walker. 
But anyways, I constructively review my day as I go along during the day. Years ago, I used to, you know, I am a morning person. I mean, up at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock. So at nighttime, I'm exhausted. But in the morning when I pray to God, I usually do the third step prayer. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me. And, of course, I have prayers for my kids and grandkids and everyone else, you know, that's suffering, you know, going through cancer or whatever, you know. And uh, and I just ask God, please help me, show me what is your will for me to do today. And I just go on, you know. Um, and uh, I, I try to do the best that I can to be a best person I can be as I go through the day. And then if something happens, that I need to make apology or amends, then I, I do it. But most of the times, you know, having that conscious going through the day with my food and people, relationships as I go along through the day. And, you know, if I mess up, then, you know, I, I ask God to forgive me and if I have to make amends, that I do. And then when it's time for me to go to bed at nine, you know, I say my prayers. And I just hear God speaking to me, like, well done, job, Vasa, you know. And it's such a freedom to have that, you know. And I just go to sleep. I go to bed early at night time, and I sleep like a little baby, you know. I mean, nothing can wake me up because I had a very, pro- I have a very productive day today, you know. Um, so um, I'm just so grateful for these steps, and I've, I've you know, I've learned, I've learned Right here, I've learned on my OA programs how to use the steps. And it's amazing how it works if we work it. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you much, Vasa. Oh, okay. Uh, Melissa C., it is your turn. Hi. Good morning, everyone. It's Melissa C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Um, you know, step 11 is prayer and meditation. And... Um, but it's not praying in the way that I always used to pray, you know, which I, I have to say, um, I rarely did. I was not someone that prayed, but um, I used to do a lot of wishing, you know, and I confused praying with wishing. Um, and this never gave me peace and it never gave me direction. Um, you know, I would um, tell God what I wanted and then I'd be pissed off when I didn't get my way. Um you know, but step 11 is very specific about how we end our day. And, you know, it's no accident that we're all kind of morning people here. And it's funny when I hear everyone say, I'm a morning person. Um, yeah, obviously, me too, because I'm up. You know, I'm up right now. And um, so for me, um, I had to, you know, sort of reinterpret it. It doesn't mean um, 11 o'clock. It doesn't say a time here. It just says when I end my day. And, you know, for me, um, part of the end of my day is after dinner. You know, my um, my food plan means that after I'm done eating dinner, um, I don't eat anymore. And so that's about the time that I do my nightly review. And, you know, the same way that I used to use, I was a night binger. And I think I used to binge at night because that was my way of meditating. That was my way of quietening the 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 frenzy um, thinking of my day. And I replaced that, you know, with, with meditation and prayer. And so, you know, after I'm done eating dinner, soon afterwards, I, I would start reviewing my day. And, um, you know, 
in case anybody doesn't know, you know, there's an incredible app on this phone. You know, I love technology because it's allowing me to do this meeting, this incredible meeting. I can access recorded meetings, but there's also an app, um, and that really helps me. There's the, this OA toolkit that I can easily review my day. Um, it doesn't make it so difficult and elusive. I know that it says it right here in the book, the directions, but somehow having it on my phone has really cleared it up even further. And, um, you know, I'm amazed um, on one hand um, how much work it takes to keep myself in healthy recovery. I'm also amazed at how willing I am to do that. You know, the willingness has just continued to grow. Um, And I know I'm doing okay because when I've been reviewing myself nightly, um, all the old things that used to trip me up, um, they're not any, you know, in the same way anymore. And um, and I think it's because I can um, I can catch them before they're building up, before I'm creating um, real problems again. And so, you know, we've had um, lots of family in, and in my nightly review, I'm realizing I'm not doing those old practices anymore. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. And thank you so much, Melissa C. Okay, Kimberly L., it is your turn. Good morning. This is Kimberly L., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Georgia. And I just love this paragraph. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. And it's amazing what comes up. So I, like many people, um, before I go to bed at night, I look over my day to see where I was resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? Do I owe an apology? Is there something that needs to be discussed with with another person at once? Was I kind and loving towards all, and what could I have done better? And it's amazing what I catch. I do do 10 steps during the day. However, there is always stuff that lingers on through the night. It also provides such a great outline for things that I need to review with my sponsor the next morning. So, for example, I did my nightly review last night, emailed it to my sponsor, and then realized this morning that there were some things that I missed um, when I did actually walk through some of my resentments. I realized yesterday um, that I was accusing my husband of being the same exact way that I am myself. Um, With my six-year-old daughter, I was very selfish and unkind and impatient with her. And those are all the things that today I need to do some additional work on, which I will. And it's also a good framework for me to realize what I need to do differently today. So for today, I'm going to work on compassion and kindness, and I'm going to keep working through my 10 steps so I can get to the truth of what's going on. And that's what this paragraph for me, really gets at is that the truth of what's going on and it helps me to be connected to my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you, Kimberly L. Okay, Nancy R., it's your turn. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Nancy R. I'm a grateful recover compulsive overeater. And um, uh, when I began to work the, the steps, uh I I have always felt uh, that I wasn't doing this part correctly. I have a tendency to always uh, 
one of my character defects is to think that other people are working their programs better than me. And I've always felt guilty uh, about not being able to do this before I go to bed at night. I um, I have suffered from insomnia for years, and uh, part of my sleep hygiene uh, is not to do anything like this before I go to bed, uh, to lay down and relax and uh, or listen to soft music. And um, I really felt that I was not doing this correctly. However, I was doing it first thing when I wake up in the morning, and I've always been that way. Uh, I'm, you know, ideas come to me, writing papers, writing a speech. Early in the morning, my brain just comes alive. And so I heard a, um, a talk, a tape by Joe McHugh uh, from AA, and he really gave me peace around this. And, you know, before I retire, uh could be any time before I go to bed or early in the morning for me. As long as I do it, as long as I'm keeping the channels clear, uh, that pathway with my higher power, uh, so I can uh, check my behavior. That's that's all that's important. And listening to the shares this morning, uh, I find that I'm not alone. Um, when this was written, um, pe- people didn't have all of the uh, accessories that we have today. But uh, the main thing is just to do it, just to do it, because my selfishness and my self-centeredness pops up and I'm not even aware of it. But as long as I keep doing this uh, self-assessment as outlined here, I can keep the channels open. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much, Nancy R. Okay, Amy G., you are up. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much, Janice. Thank you, everyone, for your service today. Awesome meeting. You know, for me, it was really important to take this paragraph and sort of categorize it or summarize it up. For me, it came into three parts, which was reflection, self-inventory, and gratitude. And it just it helped me stay out of morbid reflection. You know, the idea was to reflect on my day and and look at my relationships with other people because that was where most of my character defects came up, obviously. And then self-inventory is to look at where I could have improved, asking God for help, you know, reviewing that. And then a gratitude, you know, my usefulness to others. I didn't want to get so down into beating myself up or morbid reflection that I didn't forget the fact that now in gratitude I had a purpose and I have a usefulness to be of maximum service to the still-suffering compulsive overeater, to my community, to my husband, to my family, and to be grateful and to always end on a grateful note that any day in recovery was better than any day, best day in disease, if you will, and to be very, very grateful and to look at the glass half full instead of half empty. And so in those three categories, it allowed me to go through this inventory at night without getting into morbid reflection and to be able to make improvements and be aware. It's a constant repetition. I mean, we're doing these action steps to do what? Create, or for for me, I was doing these action steps to create a routine of recovery, a habit. Repetition is the father of learning. So this habit of reflection, inventory, and gratitude was a way for me to constantly learn and maintain my spiritual fitness as well as to grow and continue to move away from self-centeredness into God-centeredness and my usefulness to others. And with that, I'll pass. 
Well, thank you so much, <clears throat> Amy G. Uh, are there any others that would like to share before we go on, if we go on? No others that Marie want to share? Next R. Barbara B. Okay, we have Marie, Marie B. I heard Marie B first, and then I got lost in the shade. Katie G from Boston. All right, let me do Marie B, Katie G. Nessa R. Nessa R. Barbara B. Barbara B. I know I heard you, Barbara. Okay, forgot though. And one more. Shannon F. Sharon. Okay, Sharon S or R S. Shannon F. Oh, Shannon. There we go. Mm -hmm. Okay, Shannon. All right, let's go with those. Marie B, it's your turn. Did I hear Marie B? Marie B? This is Marie B. Hi. Oh, V. Yes, V. There we go. All right. Great. Well, I wanted to share on something that happened over the weekend. Uh, one of my worst defects of character is my anger. And, of course, anger is based on selfishness, self-centeredness. It all has to do with me. And I hadn't gotten angry for quite some time. Uh, and uh, this past Saturday after um, I was, my husband was uh, bringing me back from my meeting, uh, it was in the triple digits. It was around noontime, and uh, we had to take care of some business, and uh, it got to be real hot, got to be late. I was very hungry. I had no money to eat out, so, you know, you can figure out how lousy I'm feeling. And we had to go to see some uh, some of our debtors because he's having surgery on Tuesday. We get paid on the 3rd. And uh, uh, had to ask for a little extension there. Anyway, the whole thing is, I saw the first three creditors, and when we got to the fourth, I said, you take care of this one, you know. And he came totally unglued. And uh, and I, in my defense, I said, well, you know, I took care of the other three. You can take care of one. He says, that's it. He says, you're throwing everything up to me. Everything you do for me, you know, and uh, that did it. I just came totally unglued, lost my temper, said things that were true, but I said them in a very unkind way. Um, it, and what what I'm getting at is that uh, regardless of his continual verbal and um, emotional abuse. I came to the realization that anger has the power to destroy a compulsive eater of my kind. I've known this for some time, but I hadn't seen it for a long time. And I came to the realization again that anger blocks God out of my life, and without him, I cannot hope to recover. You know? So I, as the day went on, the next day, which was uh, Sunday, I got more remorseful. And I started feeling real bad. And um, my our son that lives on the street, he's an alcoholic, and he lives on the street, called my husband and cussed him out, you know, cussed my husband out. He's done that to me too. And, and that's all because we didn't have any money to give him. 
you know, and um, to make a long story short, I, I then felt worse, and I suddenly began to feel some empathy and some compassion for my husband because I know, I remember how bad it feels, how painful it is to feel un- alone and un- unloved. I wrote a 10th step. I thought about calling somebody about it and didn't because the door opened for me to open the to make an apology. I apologized for my behavior. I thanked him for the years of devotion, fidelity, and loving care he's shown me for the past 55 years. And the bag of sewage was gone. Time. Prayer and meditation. Okay. The only thing I have to say, my prayer today is that God removes my selfishness. I must avoid anger. I must stop hurting others. I need to be to learn more about being patient, tolerant, and kind. I've been sober for 41 years, and I'm still learning. And it all has to do with the clear-cut directions on in the big book and <clears throat> utilizing those tools. Thank you for allowing me to share. Thank you, Marie V. Okay, Katie G., it is your turn. Good morning, Janice. May I be heard? Yes, you can. Hi, this is Katie. Let me get my timer. Recovered anorexic, bulimic, and compulsive overeater for today. Um, I love this. Um, I'm not the most accurate historian, so my sisters and brothers who are can correct me, but there's something to the effect of when Bill wrote this, he didn't mean it like the Buddha, like, you know, arriving with the Maharisha and levitating. Um, what he intended was like, met it like a, like a cam, not a captain, but a leader of a battle might what meditate on a war. So we look at night, right? So how did the day go? Where did I fall short? What soldiers died? What soldiers um, didn't do so well? Who's injured? And like an inventory. Oh, that's familiar. So we've done this before. So for me, the way I do it is I always put pen to paper. There have been times I haven't. Um, I'm pretty sick. I need to write it down. And so this is different than step 10, um, although sometimes if I've done a step 10 resentment turnaround during the day and I'm going through this at night and I'm still having resentment, then I miss something. So I do the turn again to see if God can't expand my heart further and help me to see the truth. Um, So I write out my turnaround and what I find so helpful is I do the turnaround, um, both resentment and then fear, and then I use that as um, a guide for my prayer. Like, dear God, I fell really short um, judging these girls today. I was pointing the finger at them. I was saying, I'm so much better than them, and that's not true. And this is where I set the ball rolling, God. And then with my fears, God, I got super scared. And what's really helpful for me is when I write it out in black and white, I can then say, okay, God, this is the core fear. I'm afraid of being less than other people or their opinions. And I acted out of that fear today. And this is where I fell short. And please forgive me. And help me move on. And although it doesn't list it, um, I I always um, write a little thing about, okay, this is what I did well with my program today. You know, I was abstinent, and I 
cultivated my relationship with God most importantly. And I reached out to others and talked to my sponsor and my sponsees and I listened to vision and I did my step work and I, you know, showed up at work and then the next morning I'll close with this. I used that to inform my day. So God, I fell short yesterday. I was gossiping over and over again. Help me stop that. Help me put the kibosh on it. So just like that captain in a whatever battle, I use it to inform my next day. Prayer, analysis, and meditation. And the analysis affects my prayer and meditation. And I do it continuously on imperfect, but I keep showing up and getting changed. Thank you, God. One more day. Amen. And thank you, KDG. Okay, if uh, we just uh, can comment for two minutes, we can get three more members in. Nessa R., please go ahead for two minutes. Hi, good morning, the vision for you. This is Nessa R., recovered in Toronto. I, I was very grateful to have these very clear-cut instructions here in the, in the big book because I had always prayed all my life, but um, I, my prayer was very ineffective. Um, because it was um, very childish. It consisted of telling God what I wanted, um, giving uh, God instructions, what I wanted him to do, what I wanted to get from him. And my meditation was, uh, was non-existent. I, didn't, I really didn't know what, how, how to meditate. And I like what has been shared. You know, prayer is talking to God, and meditation is listening to God, and the purpose of, of the steps is to unblock us uh, from God. We can align our will to his will. And that's what brings about the personality change for recovery and keeps us recovered. Um, if I'm telling God what to do and what I want, um, that obviously goes counter to that purpose, and that's why it doesn't work. But here... Uh, it's giving me clear-cut instructions, you know, what do I do to make sure that I remain unblocked? I mean, I've been doing step 10 throughout the day because if I, if I wait till the night to, um, <laughs> to correct myself, you know, the amount of debris that I can leave behind me is, is, is astounding. But it is possible that I miss things, and this is kind of like my, my one um, last uh, chance before I end my day to make sure that my connection to God is very clear and I can truly be open to um, hearing, uh, receiving what his will for me is. And it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with my little plans and designs and what I want or I don't want. It has to do with what he expects from me, how I can be of service to him, how I can be of service to others. Um, that's why it says here, what we could pack into the stream of life to me is, you know, giving is what brings happiness. It's not in getting that I get happiness. I, I tried my whole entire life to get, get, get so that I could be happy, and I was never happy um, until I opened myself to this way of life. Um, and, uh, you know, this just um, keeps me keeps me on the beam, and with that I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Nessa. Uh, okay, we have just about four more minutes, so two and two for Barbara B. It's your turn. Thank you. This is Barbara B., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Massachusetts. I like very much looking this morning at the fact that it says, you know, it would be very easy to be vague about this matter. But if they're not going to be vague, we can make definite suggestions. 
Well, my spiritual life before the 12-step way of life was very vague. I wanted to be prayerful. I wanted to meditate, but I didn't have, as it says, that practical program of action combined with the spiritual. And so the commitment to practices, which various religions use, very similar. I mean, it says we we draw the program, draws on medicine, psychiatry, religion, and it says better men than we. Well, they do an examination of conscience with spiritual practices. They do morning offerings. My difficulty was I didn't really have the ability to commit to regular practices. Therefore, the chapter is called into action, action and more action. I just kind of drifted away. It evaporated after a while, whereas this calls me to the commitment to provide a framework, and therefore I can flourish, I can grow, I can deepen, I can be led in the practices of prayer and meditation. Thank you, and I pass. And thank you for your time. Um, okay, Barbara B. Shannon S., it's your turn. Shannon S., star one to unmute. Hi there, can you hear me? I can hear you well now. Awesome, awesome. So I like to always think of this as literally reflecting how my literal house can get very messy. Nobody really wants to clean their house by the end of the night because you're tired and most likely crabby, at least a lot of days that that's how I've been. Um, so what I'm now starting to shift towards is doing inventory every time, um, like I have to sit down and take a meal. Um, so jotting notes on my, my notepad on my phone is really applicable or the app is starting to become more frequent for me. Um, and for a long time, I was having a, a really big issue with memory towards the end of the night. Like I just would get to the piece of paper to do my inventory and my nightly review and I would just like draw a blank or I maybe could get a few sentences out. So what started to help me is I started to ask, what were the events that I was living into that day? Like if, for example, that morning I was doing errands, who are the people I was interacting with while I was doing those errands? How did I treat those people? Was I being selfish in those conversations or was I thinking of other people? And as I've been driving around or doing other things throughout my day, have I been thinking more of myself and my own plans or how I can be of service to the greater good or the larger whole on this earth? Um, so that has been something that's really helped transition. So I try and rewatch the movie of my life story throughout the day um, to see basically how I can draw out a map for my higher power to do the road construction on. So, I mean, because my higher power says, like, I need you to take a look at, like, what's going on. I need you to become aware of this in order for me to be able to actually really change that. At least that's what I've connected with on my spiritual journey. Um, because if we're living life blindly, um, that we don't open the door in step three to really let the process of change happening. So it's really, it's, this, this process is not the, um, let's uh, make a punching bag out of Shannon and beat herself in the face over the events that have happened in the day and how I handled them. It's how to draw out a map 
um, for change to happen and how to draw the map for the next day to go even better or to become even stronger to be of service the next day. So that's what I've been, you know, really opening up to in the inventory process. Um, thank you guys all for sharing your goodies. And again, Shannon F. from Dulles, Minnesota. Take care. And thank you so much, Shannon S. Okay, and thank you to everyone who has shared and listened. Um, please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Okay, well, Chelsea H., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Janice. Thanks for your service. Chelsea H., Recovered Compulsive Eater for today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit. And you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the happy road of destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.